Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Speaking of traveling the world, we're currently traveling to the northern Philippines. One of the challenges of traveling here in the Philippines is the internet connection. Unfortunately, we've been having uh, quite a lot of problems over the last few interviews, so apologies in advance if we have any problems on this particular interview with the Wi-Fi in terms of hiccups or lags, but hey, it's all part of the digital nomad journey. You never know when you're going to have perfect Wi-Fi. Uh, so we're continuing our podcast interview series. We're almost at 500 episodes, actually, so super excited to hit that magic 500 episode. Make sure you stay tuned because we're going to be bringing a lot of our guests back to celebrate it with us, so stay tuned for that one coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, so in today's episode, I have a uh, fellow Canadian, a fellow entrepreneur, a fellow brand strategist on the show today. Her name's Ash Ahern, and uh, she's joining us from Calgary, Alberta, uh, not too far from where I'm originally from, Vancouver, BC, Canada. Uh, so Ash is a brand strategist, and she's gonna be, we're going to be covering this subject for everyone who's listening and watching in terms of how to improve your own branding and your own visual identity. So I'm super excited to interview Ash on the show here today. Ash, how are you doing, my friend? Hi, everyone. <laughs> So one of the things we like to do to start off a show is to get to know our guests. So before we get into the brand strategy, visual identity, business side of things, let's hear about you, Ash. If you want to share a little bit more about yourself. Um, well, I am a mom. I have three daughters. Um, I'm originally from Fort McMurray, Alberta, which no one has ever heard of unless you are Canadian. <laughs> and um, I actually originally went to school for music and music performance. And one thing that I learned in that journey was that in order to be successful as a musician, you had to understand how to run yourself like a business. And one of the key components that I felt I was always missing was how to properly brand myself uh, in order to get booked and visible and seen in the industry so that I could make money. And um, so I had a very successful music career. I traveled all around North America. I was invited to play at the Athens Theater in Greece. Um, sorry, it's called the Apollo Theater in Athens. And um, I played at Carnegie Hall. I've had some um, really wonderful experience traveling around with my husband doing uh, concerts. We're both classically trained. We played in an orchestra together. And, uh, you know, that part of my life, is over, um, but it was a really great experience and it really led me into discovering what I really wanted and that was to be able to express my creativity um, in my day-to-day -day life without having the opportunity to play music every single day. And I mean, I can practice at home and my children are a very artistic person. I've always been very creative and I got into graphic design as sort of an outlet really I wasn't really intending to do it professionally and the more I did it the more people asked me to help them do theirs because I was doing all of my own branding and it just blossomed into its own thing and I'm grateful for that because I feel like um, you know I'm I'm doing something that I really enjoy so it doesn't feel like work Awesome. Thanks for sharing a little bit of your backstory there, Ash. So we want to get into branding because it's obviously a very important topic for any business owner. Uh, so when it comes to branding, it's a buzzword. It gets passed around a lot. So I think it'd be important to define it. What does branding mean to you, Ash? 
Oh gosh. Um, branding is open to interpretation. I think a lot of people, um, especially it depends on the industry. I mean, if you're in corporate, there's going to be a different definition for branding. Um, I tend to work a lot with solopreneurs. These are people that are running startups or they're starting their own businesses all by themselves. And I think in the terms of a solopreneur who's maybe offering a service um, or they've developed a product and they're looking to brand, I think um, what I consider branding to be is showing up and having a visual identity to represent exactly who you are and what you offer. And too often in the industry of branding, what, what we try to do, what the industry tries to do is say, okay, who is your ideal client? What do they look like? What is that client avatar? Tell me how old they are, what car they drive, what activities they do, where they spend their money. And then we're going to create a brand that speaks to them. And I'm not saying that that's wrong, but for me, that feels really misaligned being a spiritual entrepreneur. I don't want to feel like I'm manipulating people into buying something from me. I want to show up and, and, and offer what it is that I'm offering as authentically as possible and only attract those people that I want to work with, which are other spiritual entrepreneurs. So I, I call them soulpreneurs because that's who I tend to work with a lot, um, solopreneurs and visionaries, because we tend to have purpose-driven missions, and that's who I really enjoy working with. So when I can present myself authentically, knowing that that's who I want to work with because that's who I am, I naturally attract those kinds of people into my business. So I'm not putting out some sort of blanket strategy to try to manipulate people. I'm just showing up and being visible as who I am, and I attract ex exactly who I want to work Awesome. Thank you for sharing uh, that definition, Ash. And I love that the term, the solepreneur. I haven't heard that before. So a great way to describe your ideal client. Uh, so on our show as well, we focus mostly on uh, solopreneurs and uh, business owners, not necessarily on bigger corporations. Uh, so what would you say when someone starting out as an entrepreneur or business owner in terms of building a brand? Uh, what do you suggest for the personal brand, the business brand, having those separate, having them intertwined? Uh, it's a question I get asked a lot. Should I keep my personal and my business brand separate or together? So what are your thoughts there on personal versus business branding? Oh my gosh, I love this question because my, my clients ask me this all the time too. Um, and one of the biggest things that I could say is stats tell, stories sell. Okay, people are not here to buy the product that you're selling, they're buying you. So if you extract yourself out of your business, the personality of what you're offering disappears. And people want to know, like, and trust you. And in order to do that, they need to know who you are. You need to be involved and present in your business. Um, one of the reasons why Apple was so successful was because of the presence of Steve Jobs. And you'll notice that there was a decline in Apple sales when he left because that was the reason why people were so inspired to buy his products. Okay, I could say the same thing for Ford. I could say the same thing for, you know, very large corporations who centered around a visionary, the person whose original idea it was to pursue that business and make that product or sell that offer, that service, we tend to gravitate towards those people because they have something about them. There's a, a personality or there's a, you know, they're drawing us in with their story. And I'll never forget the story that Steve Jobs was telling about the reason why he invented the iPod. And it was because of his daughter. Now, if you don't know the story, I'm not going to get into it right now, but it's a captivating story and it, and it really sky 
skyrocketed iPod sales before the iPhone. And that was what really catapulted Apple into you know, what they are today. And so when I talk to people about whether or not they should keep themselves in their business, my answer is 100% yes. You can do both. You can have yourself in your business and your business can be a part of you. I think it's really important. For example, my Instagram profile is not just business and is not just personal. It's both. And I do that on purpose. Right. And I, I encourage all of my clients to snap up your name as a domain as soon as you possibly can. And everything that you do is branded under you. You are the brand. And everything that you sell underneath of that can shift and change and not necessarily have to change your whole brand identity. Um, like for example, I have a client who sells essential oils. She's a travel agent and she's a life coach. And so those three things don't normally go together. But what we did is we branded her, we created a website under her name, and then she had the three areas of what she does. And one of them was wellness, so the, the, the essential oils. The other one was self-care, which was the travel, and the other one was relationships, and that was the coaching side. And that brought everything in in a holistic way, and she was able to market that. So instead of trying to sell three different things separately, she started selling herself and more and more people discovered that she didn't just do that one thing. She had two other things that she did and all that did was build her credibility for what she does and her clients increased from there. Great, great examples there. And I, 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 I tend to lean on the same advice that you've given in terms of like, put yourself as the front and center, share your story. Uh, you are the brand. And I, you know, the same thing what you were saying about the uh, get your domain name, uh, you, use your uh, name on the social media possible as well. Uh, so we're definitely a kindred spirits there when it comes to personal branding. So I'm curious to know when someone's starting in business and they're considering starting their business, considering starting their brand, what is the first step? That's a great question. I think it's really important that we are able to find our own passions. I have an exercise that I do with my clients. It's called the passions pathway. And essentially what I'm trying to get them to do is to brainstorm. And this is really funny because this is something that I um, read out of one of Gary Vaynerchuk's books like 10 years ago before he was even famous. And um, I've modified it to, you know, include the more of the softer and spiritual side of my business. But essentially I want my clients to write, uh, you know, draw a great big circle on their paper. And on the left-hand side of that paper, I want them to write down all of the things that they absolutely love to do in this world. Like what, what do they live for? Because I think if you can key down all the things that you love to do, it could be as simple as trying out new teas or, <laughs> or maybe you're a massive bookworm and you love to hang out at the bookstore and, and buy new books or used books or maybe you're in a book club or maybe um, you love to go to the spa. What are the things that you love, love, love to do? On the right-hand side, we draw another circle slightly overlapping the first. And on the right-hand side, it's what are your natural talents and abilities, okay? Things you were born with. And sometimes my clients struggle with this. So I ask them, you know, go ask your peers, go ask your family, go ask your friends. What is it that you are naturally good at? And it might be a learned skill over time, but if, you're, if it feels natural to you, if it's become a natural skill, what, what are those things? And then the, the idea is to see where those two things might overlap. 
Because a lot of people get inspired to create a business, but they have no idea what to create. So what if you really enjoyed traveling and you tend to be a good writer? You know, you enjoy writing, you journal a lot. Um, people who have read your blog, you know, they, you've got some interest there. Then how can you marry those two things? Maybe you become a travel writer. Right? Maybe you start a business where everywhere you travel to, you create a write-up and a review for that place, and that becomes your blog focus, and boom, you have something that you can monetize. And I think it's really important that you, can, you need to find out what it is that you really love to do and marry that with your natural talents and abilities and your skills that you've learned over time and bring something together. Now there's a third component and that's marketability, but I could get into that in a later discussion, but get those two things talking, get, start journaling, start, you know, some people like to bubble map or whatever your process might be, make a vision board, but get those two things happening for you so you can get your gears turning. And uh, one of the things that I would highly recommend is get yourself a business coach because coaches, they've been around the block. They, they know what it's like to start from scratch. And they have a ton of insight and, and tips and everything to offer you. So there you go. First step is all about building that uh, purpose and the passion, figuring out uh, the alignment there. Um, so once you figure out that, like the purpose, the passion, the skill sets, you know, uh, uh, kind of the product or service, where do you go next? Uh, tell us about the next steps once that step's done. Normally what I would advise my client to do is to check out the marketability of something like that. And um, here's a book that I would highly recommend. It's called Blue Ocean Strategy. And there's, an, there's a follow-up book to that called Blue Ocean Shift. And these books are phenomenal. They're a little bit more academic in the way that they are written because it was done by the Harvard Business Review. Um, however, the people that wrote this book, they compiled evidence of people who've established whole new industries and whole new services and products that never existed before. And I, I always try to help my clients do that. So even if you're researching travel writing and you're finding that it's not really a career per se, maybe there's a few people in the world who do it or you're not sure how to monetize that, A, get a business coach because they can definitely help you. But B, Maybe it's time for you to carve out a whole new area, a whole new service or a whole new offer that hasn't existed before and you can create your own new blue ocean. And uh, I used to teach this, uh, I used to do blue ocean strategy sessions with my clients um, to help them develop something that might not be there before and really carve out a niche that maybe hasn't been identified. And as soon as you can do that, if you can show up as somebody who has only... Um, you know, you're offering something that nobody else has, it can be a really exciting thing because now you're the only person who does it. You're the go-to expert. And that's a really great way to get some amazing traction in business because as soon as you have something new and unique, people want to explore that and try it out and see if it's for them. Um, so that would be one thing that I would do. Um, but on the other side of things, research and development, um, hiring somebody to do R&D is a good idea if you're looking for marketability. If you have no idea where to go with your idea and you don't know if it's a viable business, 
Um, this is an area that a lot of entrepreneurs forget about and we tend to just forge ahead without that data because we are so heart driven and it's inspiring and we feel motivated and we want to take action on it. Um, but you can save yourself a lot of time and heartbreak if you can get some data on whether or not what you want to do is even marketable. Okay. And finding out who your target audience might be is important. Meaning if you want to be a writer and you want to travel and you want to do a travel blog or you want to be a travel writer, you have to figure out who's traveling, who's going to read this, right? So I understand that I'm, I'm sort of circling around a little bit, but the, the idea is if you really want to show up and do exactly what you love and make money doing it, you have to make sure that will be something that sells. And one of the things that you can do when working with a coach or, or even just, you know, consuming some content online is, you know, maybe you're passionate about fashion and, you know, you've, you've got, um, something in particular that you stand up for. That's another thing that I really enjoy talking to my clients about is their values and their passions in terms of, you know, some people have, um, passion projects where, you know, they are very passionate about human rights or, or maybe they're an animal activist, or maybe they're an environmentalist, or they've, you know, they stand up for education or politics or whatever that looks like. Well, if you enjoy fashion and you're also an environmentalist, then maybe you can combine those two things and create something that hasn't been developed before right? So I just think that there's a way to bring your passions together, do some market research. Um, you know, don't hesitate to journal out all of your ideas <laughs> because what we do in a marketing world in corporate is we lay out all the ideas, even the bad ones. And what's cool is sometimes the bad ones can morph into something truly amazing. So Ash, we've laid the foundation and the framework for uh, establishing a brand. Obviously, one of the key components of any good brand is the visual identity, uh, you know, things like the website, the logo, the graphics, um, how you're going to, uh, you know, uh, communicate on social media and YouTube, etc. Tell us about that in terms of the visual elements of your brand. Any key tips there? Um, yeah, I think it's really important that we establish why we're in business um, because that will actually help determine what your visuals will look like. Um, for example, I have seven key questions that I ask my clients when I'm initially working with them. And to go over it very quickly, I want to know about their background. I want to know if they feel they answer to a calling or if they're on a mission-based business, because I think uh, social entrepreneurship is so important these days. Um, I also want to understand their personality. What do other people say about them? You know, how do other people perceive your personality to be? I want to understand your personal sense of style. This may be the way that you like to decorate your home or the way you clothe yourself or, or you know, how do you express yourself create, creatively? Um, people usually mention my glasses because it's one of my outlets. I like to create, um, you know, I'd like to be creative in what I wear on my face. Um, and then the other, the last thing that I want to know about is, you know, um, what the service is supposed to be or the product, like who is it designed for? Uh, what's the story behind that? Um, what the inspiration was? I'm really trying to gather as much information about this person as possible. And then I lead them through a visualization exercise and I, I literally ask them, okay, what does this look like to you? 
what does this experience or this, you know, this memory or this journey, tell me what that looks like to you in visuals. And I have an exercise where I um, lead them through almost like a meditation where I get them to close their eyes and to explain to me what they see. And sometimes it's a memory and sometimes it's just something that comes up for them. Um, but I really feel like those are impactful and important. So we go look for imagery that matches that and we'll use um, stock image sites like Pexels or Unsplash, and we'll go find imagery that matches that. And we narrow that imagery down to you know one image per seven keywords. The seven keywords are derived from the seven questions that I ask. And those those visuals go into a mood board. And then I'll use uh, Photoshop. But if you are doing this yourself, you can use a program like a Hecwood Finder online that's free to use. Um, there's or HTML color code finder. You can Google those things. There's free apps online that you can use and you can use a pro uh, program like Canva to create your own collage, your own mood board. You don't need InDesign. You don't need Photoshop to do these things. Uh, you can create a, a, your own mood board within Pinterest and Canva and then you can use an HTML color code finder or a hex code color finder and you can pick colors out of your images and that's how I, I build my brand boards is I use the inspiration from their story to come up with the visuals, to create a mood board and to extract the colors directly out of that so that they can um, um, have something that is meaningful. It's all about creating something that's meaningful. There's so much intention and meaningful energy that went into creating this that it has so much more impact to you and you will stick with it long term it won't be a flighty trendy thing that you'll want to change in a year or two awesome tips there ash so we have the brand identity uh, in terms of the purpose the, uh, the mission the vision the values uh, uh, the passions etc then we have the visual elements uh, I would say one of the other keys is the communication. How do you communicate that brand on email, your email newsletter, your social media, your YouTube channel, your podcast, network events, speaking, et cetera? Any tips for proper brand communication? Absolutely. Consistency is key here, guys. Absolute consistency, which means once you've developed a color palette, and maybe you've been poking around on creativemarket.com and you found yourself an excellent custom font or um, you know, you've, you've found yourself some images that you want to use. You've got to stick with those things. And it's not to say you can't bring in new images, but whatever you decide to use, you got to stick with it and show up that way on every single platform. So um, you know, it's as easy as making yourself a profile photo that fits in a circle. So now you can create a perfect square, you know, on Canva, for example, and then put a circle frame on the inside of it to make sure it fits and, and create something that will work for Twitter and LinkedIn and, and Facebook and Instagram and, and something that will look the same no matter what platform you're on. And that's what you use. Okay. You use it on everything. Um, and same thing with banner images and things like that. If you're going to create a custom Facebook cover for your business page, repurpose that and, and you know, change it into something um, that will fit into a LinkedIn banner, change it, you know, and I'm not talking about change the design, I'm talking about change the dimensions to fit into a YouTube banner. Now, YouTube's a tricky one, and I would advise uh, maybe hiring somebody on Fiverr or, <laughs> or um, spending some time doing some tutorials for yourself because YouTube uh, branding is extra fun and, and be 
whatever you it whatever it is that you decide to create uh, canva has a really great option where you can resize right directly in something that you've already created so let's imagine that you've created a facebook cover for yourself or an email header you can change the dimensions right in the file resize option and change your dimensions to be like a LinkedIn banner or a Twitter banner or a YouTube banner. And it will automatically move the, the canvas to that size. And then you just, you just modify your design and stretch it out how it needs to be and then make sure that it fits so that it, you know, it's being uploaded properly and looks really good and professional. Um, but the best thing that you can do for yourself is if you, you're going to decide on a certain color set and a certain font and you've got, you know, maybe your name written out in a script or something like that. Just make sure you're using that every single time. And that's the best way to start establishing the way that you show up. Cause I think that too often when we're doing our own brands, we have no idea if this is right and we don't know what we're doing and we want to be creative and we get caught up on the creation part and we create too many things. And actually simplicity is your best friend when it comes to brand. So Asha, you've shared a wealth of info and expertise in this area. If people wanted to connect with you, what kind of services do you offer for our listeners, our viewers, if they wanted to get more support and help? Sure. Um, I offer brand identity. So what we do is what I call brand alignment, where I lead you through the process that we talked about today of figuring out who you are at your very core and how to translate that into something visual online. Um, my website is ashahern.com and you know, all the information about what I offer is there. And I also work with a team. I have, I work with a really wonderful team. We call ourselves soul work studio and, um, we've got copywriters, web developers, ad specialists, you name it, business coaches, whatever it is that you need support in, we can provide that so that you're kind of getting a one-stop shop so that, you know, most people would hire a graphic designer and they would hire a coach and they would maybe hire a web developer. And those three people are not getting in a room to talk about what's best for you and to strategize together. So that's the aim of our collaborative, that we would work together on your project and be on the same page. So not only does your branding stay consistent, but so does your goals and your timelines that you have for what you want to put out in the world. Well, it's definitely a joy and a pleasure to have you on. Uh, so uh, in conclusion, what's your website? How can people connect? Sorry, my website is ashahern.com. Beautiful. Thank you, Ash. And I'll have the links below. If you're watching this on YouTube, it'll be right in the YouTube description. If you're listening on iTunes, it'll be right in this, uh, the show notes. So thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, where we taught you all about creating your own successful brand. We'll catch up with you guys in the next episode.